Welcome once again to Through the Balcony, our 5th edition D&D adventure. As usual, thank you for joining us and being a part of our little game. Tonight, time is being played by the Astral Projection of Daniel on the other side of the state, which is really quite impressive. I'll need to get him to teach me that trick one day, even though it seems to come with occasional bits of interference. We do have a few things coming down the pipeline in the next few weeks, but I think I'll wait until they're closer to being done before I say anything official. So with that little teaser, I believe I'm done with all the interesting news from my side. I'll stop stalling and we'll get to what we're all really here for. After meeting up with Absinthe after their release from Port Meriden's jail, and learning the details they were willing to share about their previous night's events, all of you returned to the Everhammer's Gauntlet to try and piece together a path forward. Absinthe felt they needed to make their way to Halder, and though it was something of a personal mission, they were more than glad to accept the help of the rest of Two for One Drinks and Bitsy when it was offered. Kizzy offered to contact your friends and associates in Jarmulk to ask a few questions before any final decisions were made about how to get to Halder, almost half a world away. With that, the only loose end left in the city was the business Thorne had initially come for. Sharing what details he could, Thorne asked you for your aid in infiltrating a warehouse that belonged to the elven merchant Malik. Since all of you agreed that anything having to do with the blood-tainted Ethereum was something that needed to be dealt with, you all offered what help you could. Absinthe and Bitsy rested after their night in the jail, and once Kizzy had gotten in touch with Rast and Amea, she joined them. While they rested, Time and Olek gathered a few things at the market, and before night fell, Time had added a new member to the party, Thomas, his familiar. That night, all of you made your way down to the warehouse and witnessed Eccles' bodyguards entering. Feeling that this was decent evidence that Eccles might be there, or at least some link to him, you followed. You found a hidden entrance to a basement beneath the building and proceeded with caution. You found two rooms. A storage room for supplies, and a holding chamber where the forms of Thorn's two urchin scouts and the withered body of Eccles were being held. A moment after entering the room, you realized it was under the effect of a silent spell, and another moment after that you were attacked by Eccles' former bodyguards as they emerged from a secret room. The fight that followed was not easy, and claimed the lives of one of the Teethling boys, as well as Thomas. Empowered with weapons built of the Blood Ethereum and corrupted by the same magic, the bodyguards fought to the death, whereupon they released the dark magic in a blast of power that seemed to tear at the very soul. When you finally made to leave, you were confronted by an illusion of Malik, who simply wanted to see the faces of those who had chosen to interfere with his boss's plans. He was as unimpressed with you as you were with him, but Olek found it unsettling when the elf showed no concern at the idea of being personally hunted by Kentha. The illusion then vanished, and you returned to the inn. Kizzy had learned from Amea that going to Jarmulk would grant you access to resources that would help cut down the time of your journey significantly. While the danger presented by the Blood Ethereum seemed serious, it also seemed prudent to deal with it when you were more prepared and when they were not expecting you. Thorn, however, intended to follow the trail north. He could remain unseen, and felt that the fresher the trail, the more he was likely to learn. So it was you parted ways for now, Thorn heading to Hawkreach, and you taking up with Driv's crew on the Grey Lady once again headed towards Kahas, and ultimately, the Aachen Desert and Jarmalk. So, you guys wake up about halfway through your journey on the, the Grey Lady. Is there anything that you would like to accomplish on this particular journey? Uh, I, I would like to be copying maps um, that Lily has, so I can take like, anything that I don't have. Elora? Sorry, Elora, not yeah. Lily. Yeah, copying <laughs> maps. Just anything that I don't have, uh, make a personal map. I'm just hang out with her. Because she was fun on the way over, so. Yeah. Well, look what you're going to do. Uh, I don't know what Oak's going to do. I guess he's just going to help out around the boat. Okay. Because the whole, like, <laughs> we're going to help to pay for passage, so. Oh, yeah, did this cost anything? No. No. Okay. Jenkins. Jenkins is uh, having a great time. time. Do you have anything you want to do on this particular journey? Um, <clears throat> I think I'm the, at least leading up to this point. I was thinking about um, working on my enchanting. Okay. Because travel time is a great time to do that. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, probably at some point I'm gonna go down the mountain and check up on the locks. They're all all of them except for the one that you that you unlocked previously are still locked, and that one is still okay. unlocked. Okay, we'll come back to this. All right, absinthe. I'm absinthe. Will be keeping busy helping around the ship and trying not to think about things. Not thinking about things. I know how to take care of that. Yep, hanging out with Oleg and and Iveson. And oh yeah, oh this is gonna be a great trip. I forgot about her. Yep. I want to know more about her, but she'll probably just drink the whole time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she has Absalom and Oleg encouraging her. Well, I'm not gonna either way. How about you, Bitsy? I am probably going to spend most of my time with sea creatures. Perfect. The rest of your journey is fairly uneventful. You have a couple days of a little bit of rainstorm you pass through, but nothing too serious. Are there any sightings of other ships? You see a couple ships on the horizon. You pass within sight of another merchant ship that seems to be coming back from Kahas. But nothing, like, threatening? No, you don't see any sign of pirate ships. You just seem to have gotten unlucky on your past two sea voyages. Yeah. Yeah, so leading up to getting to Kahas, is there anything anybody else would like to do? So, no one else has anything. Nope. Time, probably in his bunk with Thomas, is going to be like, okay. So, I can see through your eyes, and there's a dumb waiter. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Thomas how, is going to die again. How would you feel if. You were to go down and see the cook. <laughs> the problem is, I can't guarantee you're gonna live. <laughs> this is familiar. Have like, to revive you. This guy's the worst. Time's brain is gonna melt from seeing an eldritch horror. We just find him in his bed. <laughs> well, my question is, how does Thomas feel about that? Thomas just kind of stares at you. Kind of. Cants his head to the side, like, not sure if you're totally serious? No, seriously, okay, so Milton, he's, like, crazy weird, and I'm, like, super curious on what that's about, and it might not go well because, like, I tried to do some weird, creepy whispers at him, and he nearly drove me mad. So, like, if you're not for it, I, I totally respect this, but... I'm curious. <laughs> you get the feeling from Thomas that he's not really excited about the idea, but if you, you, you want him to do it, he'll do it. Uh, as bad as I kind of want him to do it. <laughs> Excuse me. Luke wants him. This is a great mystery. Some things just need to not be figured out. <laughs> Some things just need to... Do we want to continue to eat food while we're on this ship? I would like to. It's been uh, nice knowing We time. haven't done anything. If you piss off the cook... That's like the worst thing you could do. Yeah, well, it's just time. Well, time made a decent wisdom check, so he's going to hold off. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> wow. So, do you do anything else? We'll, we'll uh, probably work on just enchanting. Um, I mean, let uh, Thomas fly around, see what it's like from a bird's eye view on okay. the ocean. Oh, cool yeah. stuff. I'll be a bird, too. Yeah. Woo. Um... Maybe one or two nights, I Kizzy would like to hang out with Ibison just to kind of get an idea of 
what kind of person she is. Um, if she's not drinking or sleeping, she'll probably be more interested in her in those points. And um, if those are just hungover, then she'll just be like, okay. Uh, roll an insight check for me. Oh, I'd love to. 17. You get the impression that Ivison is just kind of going with the flow. And lately that flow has not been going so great for her. So she's a little down, but she'll probably pick back up eventually. She just needs something to, to focus on. Perfect. I can give her something to focus on. She'll think about that for a couple of days. Okay. She'll just like observe her and just be like, all right, all right. She'll... Here we find the wild Ivison drinking again. Because <laughs> um, he will be like around her when she's drinking, not like if Oleg's there, she'll pop in and be like, oh, hey guys, how's it going? Talk a little bit, joke, and then leave. Like she won't, um, she'll just kind of be present around Ivison. Okay. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to do? Because you'll also be keeping a close eye on absence. Not like super close, just, just, um. She's right here. She's worried about absence. <laughs> it's Ivison, Oleg, and Absinthe sitting at the bar, and then right next to Absinthe, just Kizzy staring. <laughs> like all three like of all them, three just of like, them. you see What's time looking on? at the dumb waiter. <laughs> Bitsy's an uh, octopus in the background. <laughs> <laughs> looking at putting a crow in it, like. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a, like a really great scene to like draw. <laughs> it's like it's like a Renaissance painting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I guess Absinthe will see Kizzy looking at them. But not um, in the sense where it's like, it won't be concerned. You'll just like notice her eyes on absence a couple times. She's like, hey, friend, I'm observing you. Like, it's not creepy. It's just like, mm-hmm. I kind of notice. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So morning dawns on the last day of your journey. And you're all, you, if you guys come up on deck, you can see Kahas ahead of you. You see kind of the arms of the bay where it's nestled in and the ship is... On a, on a steady course towards it. It's weird to return to somewhere again. Is it? Yeah. For I'm... Kizzy it is. And so there's the sound of gulls calling in the air. The sun is actually very bright and shining today. It's a, it's a nice day. Ugh, how hot is it? Not too bad because you have the sea, the sea breeze keeps things pretty cool. But it's a summer day and it's... When you get inland it's going to be notably warmer. Oh yeah, we were here in like... This, yeah. The beginning of spring. The beginning of spring. We oh, it's gonna to be go so hot. Shopping. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a fashion show, everybody. <laughs> I'm down no, a it's shirt. A, it's '80s so. fashion montage. <laughs> this morning, how are people doing? Mm, I would like to talk to spirit people if I can. Do you need to roll? For yeah, to roll commune commune check. Um, twenty-eight. Yeah, that's about Jeez. right. So you kind of sit on the front of the ship where you've tended to commune before, and you you sit down and you focus on your 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 totem, and you feel your consciousness kind of shift, and the sun seems very bright above you, like it's watching you. So I'm actually specifically seeing if I could reach out to Bidian. So after a few moments, you do you do feel kind of the wind pick up, and when you look up, there is an owl perched on the kind of the the arm of the front of the ship looking at you okay so well i tell him you know obviously that i had a very interesting visit with the fallen person and stuff and just try to explain uh 
that they offered to teach me and I guess I'm just kind of asking if it's something that is okay to pursue or if I should just, you know, take what I got and leave it at that. And Phew. So your vision kind of flashes to that path that you've walked down dozens of times in dreams and you get a sense of caution from it, not just like a be careful kind of sense that you're, you're skirting, like you're nearer to one edge of the path. You're not off the path, but you, you feel like you're walking closer to the brambles. Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> to the vines. So you feel like you're walking closer to the, the thicket of thorn vines on the side of the... Thorn vines. Thorn <gasps> <gasps> bramble. We just can't. <laughs> we found the other. All right. Y'all get out of level. <laughs> Except for Dan. Dan's good. Dan's good. No, you don't, you don't get that he's cautioning you against it, just letting you know that it could be a dangerous path. But it's okay. up to you to decide whether or not you want to pursue that. So it's kind of like a worry thing? Or is it just like to be a... careful. Okay. Well, I just, I mean, like, I don't feel a sense that if I do this, I'm going to just be off the path, right? I'm no, like, no, no. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> one of those things like, well, you're, you're basically talking to something that is off that path. So you have to yeah, get closer yeah, to yeah, that yeah, to yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. it's... So, anybody else have anything they'd like to do? How's Aurora? She seems like she's in good spirits. Even though we're going into port? We don't know how long we're going to stay. Yeah, the ship's not... doesn't have holes blasted on the side. She actually gets to leave port. About Driven Draven Castell. Driven Draven Castell is quite... He's he's very serious. He's, he's shouting the orders, like, Oh, throw those ropes over there. Uh, Jagane, get, get get the crew on the, the port side ready. Uh, we're going to be signaling the the port coming up soon, so be ready for that. And they're doing the they're they're very business like because they're you know they're with about an hour of coming into port. What about Bone Render? Bone Render's under the deck, rending bones. He's been napping in the infirmary because no one's gotten hurt. Good. It's a good day when you don't have to save a life. It's true. So it's it's been a it's been a very gentle voyage overall for most of you. And how many times did Ivison get sick? None really. Cool. Just trying to gauge the level of drinking. Was she ever not hungover? A few times, maybe. Were her three states only drinking, sleeping, and hungover? <laughs> there were a few times when she was not. She was between hungover and drunk. Because remember, drink, Driv keeps the crew drunk. pretty. He doesn't let them go super crazy with the drinking. I would have asked her if she was going to come to Dremelk with us. Well, that's the plan. I got nothing yeah, better to do. She's going to the spider. I don't think we can afford to hire her another. No, employee. we're not hiring her. She's just going to drink there a lot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we might want to introduce her to a ball. Right? How many coupons did you give her? Like, a, I don't know. Because you're acting like this is going to be a big money maker. What? Uh, she's going to run out of coupons eventually. <laughs> Probably so in like, like two hours. Well, like we need to. <laughs> Probably in like two hours. Wait, we have drinks a on limit. Everybody. There's a limit now. The two yeah, for one drinks is, is like what? Two per customer or something like that? There's three. Three per customer per visit. That's still a lot. We so need could to she walk out. She drinks, and drinks walk three, walks in. across the street, <laughs> comes back. Because um, Selkie's not <laughs> smart. You're right. She would totally fall for that. I, that's a loophole. <laughs> All right. So the ship comes into port. As graceful as any of the docks, dockings you've seen Driv perform. Um, within an hour, your, your, your wharf side, the gangplank's being extended, and you're standing there waiting to say your goodbyes to Driv. 
Thank you for everything, Captain. You're very welcome. I hope for your boat stays in one piece. Ship. Ship. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll pay double next time. You didn't pay anything this time. Exactly. Two times zero is still <laughs> zero. Elora says, says goodbye. She gives you gives you a hug. It's like, I hope that we get to see you guys again sometime. I mean, we're, we're probably going to take off again, but we, we're usually in this part of the Dawn Sea. We might head back towards Avaris because it's been a while since we've been there. Mm. Well, Arisa's blessings on your ship. Oh, Arisa's blessing on your travel is. as well. Eee! And she she actually goes, she hands you a little bundle. Could you place this at one of Arisa's shrines for me? <gasps> I would love to. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> uh, Oleg will just, you know, like, uh, the, you know, thanks, Driv. Uh, uh, always... Always good to uh, spend time with you on your boat. <coughs> and I'll look at Kizzy. It's a ship. And uh, <laughs> Olek, don't make me call Bone Render. Uh, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Um, uh, we'll we'll catch you again sometime. I'm sure. Right, sounds good. Don't be going through Pirate Central. Bad idea. Pirateen. Oh, okay, no no trips to Pirateen. I dice out and he rolled insight check on you. It's okay. That means I get to roll what? Deception? Are you are you lying? Maybe. Yeah, Who well, doesn't want to go to Piraton? Kizzy. You haven't been right, to Piraton. Roll deception. I mean, we might have to. It's a five. <laughs> it's a five. Driv. Oleg smiles widely. Reaches up and grabs your shirt and pulls <laughs> you down closer. Do not go through Pirate Central. As long as you don't eat Okay. <laughs> So you guys all head down the gangplank and walk down the, the wharf and into the city. And as you're nearing kind of the end of the docks before you get to the city, there is a, uh, there's a man kind of standing there looking around a little bit. It's a, a tiefling man. Uh, black skin. Uh, dark gray ram's horns. Um, he's got loose shoulder-length black hair and it's tied back with a gold band. He's got gold eyes. He's wearing a, a black and gold vest. And he's kind of looking, and when he sees you, he, he stands up and kind of moves to approach. So he looks fancy. He's How, who? Yeah. How's, how's it going? You'd be a two-for-one drink, so I take it? Yes, we are. And Bitsy. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Bitsy. <clears throat> I've been sent to uh, escort you to a jar milk at your convenience. By who? By the Night Lotus. Okay, what the heck is that? It's been a while since we've been to Jarmulk. What organization is this? You and the Night Lotus are acquainted. Ah, I thought so. Yes. Good. Oh, like, what are they talking about? I think I think it's a ball. Okay. She would like to keep her name on the down low as much as possible. Um. I think it's a Night Lotus. <laughs> Fifteen insight. He seems pretty straightforward. Okay. Th what's your name? Oh, my name is Fox. What's Fox. your name? Oh, uh, I, I'm Kizzy. It's a pleasure to meet you. And he holds out his hand, he shakes your hand, makes introductions with, with all of you. About how old is he? Uh, he looks late 30s, early 40s. Okay. You know how Kizzy feels about older men. <laughs> they're lying, cheating assholes. <laughs> no, they're dumbasses. That's what she thinks. Yeah. Just one so far. She just thinks one's a dumbass. Oh, but he, he, he seems like, uh, with your, your insight check, he seems like he's about... He's being straightforward. He's he's been sent there to to fetch you guys. Uh, we need to book passage on the ship down the river then, or up the river. No, no, he's gonna take care of it. Well, we could either take a ship, which will take four or five days, or we could 
take some camels, which take about three. Oh. I don't even need a camel. I got Jeremiah. Didn't but whatever travel you'd find most convenient. I mean, we haven't done the camel thing yet. That would be really fun. Yeah. We've already done the ship thing twice. And the magic ship thing. And the flying thing. And the axe beast. Camel! 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 So, what time of day is it? It's been morning. So we could probably take off. Like, is there anything that we need to do here in town? Mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on Brunch? I'm still full from Milton's breakfast. Has anything, like, changed? Is the attitude of the city changed at all about anything? The dock seems maybe a little bit busier. Um, there's a few more ships from Kel that are here. Loading up supplies. What kind of supplies? Really hard to tell. A lot of crated supplies. Boxes. Building supplies, Barrels. partially. We can see some lumber that's being mm-hmm. taken on board. Are there any um, Dulcerian ships here? No. Hmm. But Dulcera no longer has a barrier that requires the passage for Dulcerian ships. Mm, true. So any ship can now go there and just be like, what We up? got wood. You want to buy wood? <laughs> wood. A lot of we them. got stone. Because your quarry is all junked up. <laughs> all junked <laughs> up. Whose fault is that? I don't know. Mine. Like, we it's were all Allison's fault. With... It's true. He does not feel great about that incident. Fox will be kind of at your disposal waiting for you to uh, be ready to leave. Do you have a last name? I prefer to keep my family name private. Because hmm. <laughs> he just mumbles like it must be nice to have a last name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she would have said that to nobody. You guys, you guys gonna head out then? Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been in town, Fox? Oh, I, I actually, I live in town. So you live here in Cajas? Yes. But you work. I. Works from home. As of recent events, have started working with the Night Lotus. Oh, how recent? Last several weeks. Okay. But as a favor to her, I'm escorting you to Jarmulk. Well, it Why pulls out a coupon and anything going on that requires escort or just it's a, a kindness <laughs> okay but is it like it's an like the, it's like the guy who shows up it's like to a... like drive you from the airport and he has your like <laughs> your name on a on a paper it will give me a chance to check in with her just... while I'm there but yo they're prone to stupid stuff yeah, <laughs> that's probably not wrong. well too bad we get but you haven't you have not been stuff. to her new dwelling and yeah we don't even know where we're that's going that's right well yeah i guess a guide is smart i just i didn't expect one so soon i guess i wonder what description she left for him to be like i think you're two drinks yeah because he might inquire upon like uh how did you know who, who we, we were, were? Yeah. big orc well, tiefling with a book tiefling without a book Absinthe. <laughs> Absinthe. I was given a, a general description of of your party. Um, we are kind of noticeable. You I do mean, seem to be short. One member. Uh, one short member. Wait. Absinthe. That was the first joke you've made in a while, and I'm so happy. He is pursuing other situations, other avenues. At this time. But he'll you know. we'll be in touch with him, hopefully. But we should head out as soon as we can, I guess. All right, so he leads you to the exit of town. He rents you all some, some camels. And you guys kind of take off. Wee! And it's a nice, gentle journey for the first day. But as you proceed more and more southward, it does get warmer and warmer. And it eventually you are in the desert again. I mean, you have the river within eyesight. I mean, you're traveling within sight of that. 
But you got river on one side and the wonderful blasting sands of the desert off to the other. It's good oh, to be I'm back. just think I missed this for a bit. I mean, compared <laughs> to the other places we've been, I'll take this any day. It's better than rain for like a week straight. Ugh, yeah, I felt like I couldn't like think. As you travel, is there anything you'd like to to do? Obviously, Kizzy and Time, you aren't having as much of a trouble with the heat as the rest of the party. Fox is not having a problem with the heat. He does. He's just wearing the vest on. He's like so. He's got bare arms, and you can see kind of his bare chest underneath yeah. the, the vest. <laughs> he's he's pretty buff. Because <laughs> uh, he wouldn't like ask him about his life in Cajas and um, like if he has a family and stuff like that. Yeah, he he tells me, oh, I do I do have a family that lives in in Cajas, Actually, Aww. I'm uh, employed by the uh, the nobles that run the city. Oh, I, when we were but there, there's but... nobility in Cajas? A noble family based out of Dalsena that is in charge of running the city. Yes. Um, but I've, I've worked for them for a number of years. I guess it would be weird of me to ask if you feel like they're fair ruling or... I, I feel that they are. Recently, there was one of their numbers that was killed. Oh, shit. And uh, in the investigation, that the short investigation that followed, of course, being a tiefling closely connected to their family, I was investigated, but they stood up for me. Oh my gosh, we were in town when that happened. Really? Yes, we're the ones who found the dead body. It was at the bar that we were staying at. It's Oleg's yep. friend. What was his name? Yeah, it's Sujin. It, it, we were staying in the bar that the body was found, and then um, they said that well, they were first very rude to me. And after I cast the spell to speak with dead, so I was the one who find out that it was a great tiefling who was the one yes. who killed him. Fun. Interestingly enough, I'm not a great tiefling, yet they still spoke to me. Well, yeah. But the, fa- the, the family was very kind, and they, they spoke in my defense. So, I'm grateful to them for that. What's your profession? I assist with the financial end of things with, for the family. And now for the Night Lotus. He's an accountant. In some ways, yes. Field accountant. I'm also a run-between for contacts. Tell me more about some- your um, so he, he tells you that he has uh, two little tiefling girls. Aww. <laughs> You're going to kill him. Uh, he, ha- he has a wife and two, and, uh, two tiefling girls and one human boy. His okay. wife is a human. Okay. And they, uh, they, they live in Cajas with him. And he, like, I just want to set a good example for my, my girls so they can see that there's a place in the world for anybody. And just because the world hates you doesn't mean that you have to sink down to their level. Oh my god. <laughs> if he were not a married man <laughs> no like cause he, she just like really resonates with what he's saying so I, she's just in a puddle on the floor thinking like a puddle. she's just like I got some sand in my eye <laughs> she's got a lot of feelings it's okay this is nice to meet uh, another tiefling who feels that way I could say likewise is there anything you guys want to do anything else you like to do all right and camels I just, I'm just, I'm giving you the options. <laughs> Camp out and make uh, s'mores. Heck yeah. Where did we get marshmallows, chocolate, and or graham crackers? Uh, Jeremiah's saddlebags. Uh, from Milton. Anyways, you guys travel, you, you know, it's gonna be about three days. How are you, what, what order are you guys traveling in? Oh, no. Could I have asked Fox if, like, the road, like, if there was increased bandit or pirate activity? No, but the roads are never really very safe. That's true. During Sand brunch pirates. and s'mores or whatever, we're going to be inspired. Woo! Because I demand it be so. Gotta get that temp <laughs> HP. I'd probably be in the mid. Mid-range. 
Pull You'd probably be in the back middle. with Jeremiah. Yeah, probably. Wait, where, where's Absent? Front? Middle. middle? Middle before Kizzy or after Kizzy? Around Kizzy. Yes. I'm Just important. Kizzy adjacent. <laughs> we don't have to be single file. Unless we're sand people. I think numbers. time will probably be uh, probably over by Olek. The fox will be up front. He's tiny. I really want to, to get to Jarmalk immediately. But instead, here we are on we can't camels. Have a report. We're on camels with a fox. Uh, I'm on Jeremiah. Oh no! What? I saw it. <laughs> I'm so glad. Because <laughs> he could see what I didn't mean uh -huh. to. But it's I okay. You're it. gonna know what it is in just a second. So, as you, about He's midday, good. as you guys are traveling along, the sun is peak place in the sky. Ah, it's even hot enough now to kind of be bothering Kizzy and Time and Fox a little bit. So you, the rest of you guys are. Pretty I'm slightly uncomfortable. Is this what it feels like to be you guys? Perhaps it's melting, but looks fucking amazing. Oh, look, it's just completely wet. Uh, about midday, as you're traveling along, since no one decided to roll perception checks for me. <laughs> oh no, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It kind of is. He was the scorpion king. From the side of the road, bursting out of the sand, three. I would guess the best way to describe them would be a scorpion centaur. Mm, scorpion like car. so. A, a humanoid torso on a scorpion body bursts out of the sand, wielding crude-looking swords in one hand and spike chains swinging in the other, burst up out of the sand. Ew! <laughs> Too many legs. Too many legs. And they immediately begin attacking, and I would like you guys to all roll initiative. What a, what a freaking jerks, right? Oh. <laughs> All right, so Bitsy, what you get? Fifteen. All right, Kizzy. Sixteen. Olik. Eight. Time. Seven. Absinthe. Eighteen. Oh, I gotta roll for Fox. One T three. So the order will be Fox, Absinthe, Kizzy, Bitsy, Olik, Time. As far as you guys are concerned. Perfect. But they do get a surprise round. Oh, would you like to roll for Thomas? So 13. 13, all right. So they are large creatures. They're about... They're bigger than your camels. Dang it. Um, you know what that means. Armor. I'm going to ride it. I was, uh, I was thinking armor. Hmm. Armor. So these creatures, they're called Twin Collie. They move in to attack. They immediately go in to attack all of you. I was on the wrong side of the group. Right. Oops. Yep. All right. Oops. Good thing we got hit points. Let's see here. Absinthe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 20 will hit you. Yeah. Um, all right. So 20, he throws his spike chain at you. Oh, good. And you are grappled. Uh, not again. Fall into my arms. <laughs> didn't ask for this. Um, the, the chain is just wrapped around you. He then takes his... Stinger on his tail mm. comes shooting at you. What? Like it comes what? shooting forward on like his tail. Over, okay. The stinger on the tail comes it over didn't his shoulder. Fire it out stabs like a projectile. At absinthe, but I don't think a 14 hits. I got wiggles. All right. For the one at the he the front is going to attack Fox. It hits with its spike chain, so no, he's, he's grappled. A family man. And it attacks with its sting. It hits with its sting. All right, so I guess well, to go back on this, I need to do something. damage on Absinthe. Hold on. No! You take seven damage, Absinthe. 
Fox is going to take 5 damage from the spike chain. He's grappled. He's then going to take 5 more damage from the piercing. And he's making a constitution saving throw. Which he makes. So he does not take poison damage. Good. You see him kind of flex against it and just grab the spike and pull it out of his shoulder. Um, That's cool. He's and Bitsy, you... An eight or a twenty-four is going to hit you, and then a twenty-five is going to hit you for the stinger. Oh my goodness! So you take nine damage from the spike chain and are grappled. Stop using these dice. You take five damage from the stinger and need to make a Constitution saving throw. How much is that together? Fourteen so far. Um, twelve? No, nope. That's a six. Nine. <laughs> So you take a total of 25 damage between the other damage of the poison, so 11 poison damage, and you are poisoned for one minute. Okay. Oh, jeez. 25, he said. And it is now Fox's turn. Cool. Wait. He is going to take the stinger and just, like, do an arm down against, like, grab it with the one hand he's got it and bring the arm down on it, trying to break the stinger off. Cool. He does not succeed in that. But then he, you see him focus for a moment and just run forward and take a punch and a kick up towards the torso, the humanoid torso on the body. That one does hit, and that one does hit. That explains the vest with no sleeves or anything. He deals nine damage to it. It is now Absinthe's turn. You can, as an action, attempt to break the grapple. I'll attempt to break the grapple. Nope. What'd you get? Four. I have no bonuses to strength. Oh, uh, you can use acrobatics or athletics to break grapple. That's still a seven. At okay. most. You st- <laughs> you're still stuck in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Kizzy, what you gonna do? I'm gonna be here, and my focus is that one. I'm going to use guiding bolt. Okay. So roll attack roll. Guiding bolt at second level. It's a 19 base. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's, that's gonna hit. Okay. Um. Uh, 20 damage. Oh wait, that's 20 plus. Um, it's 23 damage. And then I'm also, as my bonus action, going to summon my uh, spiritual weapon right over here and attack with it. Oh, that's a oh. bad one. All right. That, that that does not hit. Whoever hits this one next has advantage. Yep. So you see Kizzy throw out her hand. And just a blast of radiant energy strikes into the side of the Tlin Kali. It cries out in pain. And uh, where that bolt hits is just glowing brightly. Um, it is now Bitsy's turn. I am going to use my focus to take uh, the aspect of the mountain. Um, and then I'm going to cast Shillelagh on my staff okay. and try to hit them. You will have disadvantage on the attack because you're restrained. Um, I guess I should take the other form then, huh? Okay, miss. Alright. It is now uh, Thomas's turn. On Oleg, you'll be next. Uh, where is Thomas on the map? He's on you right now, essentially. Alright, where am I? You're, yeah, you're the center. Oh, so in between the two. Yeah. Um, uh, would I be considered in melee with them? You're in melee range with them, so yes. 
With both so of them. I would be tech if I tried to get away. I'd be uh, disadvantage or not disadvantage. Attack opportunity attack two. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm just gonna keep Thomas on me. Okay. Perfect. It is Olek's turn then. Time you'll be up next. Cool. I'm going to rage and frenzy. Okay. Uh, just cause you know. So I would like to activate the lion's leap on my great axe feral might leaping off of jeremiah's back 10 feet towards this one i want to try to land on it all right of course you do of course i do so uh a 16 to hit mm -hmm. yes uh so that will be a d12 plus a d6 for damage uh, uh 13 damage to it and then it needs to make dc 15 strength save or be knocked prone i'm not sure if that'll work because it's large he makes it okay so he stays up you're trying to land on him yeah make a dexterity check uh, i got a 12 all right Feeling I'm not staying you up. land on him yeah he's not able to shake you off as you land on him Woo! i have an extra attack so i might as well take it Ooh. Roll it with advantage. Oh. oh. Okay, I'm going to set that one off there. Let's see. Would a 17 hit? Yes. Okay. So that means that my 28 will hit as well. What did you roll? I, I rolled a 19 and an 8. Which is a critical for you. It is a critical for me. You're right. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, and... Because my disadvantaged one would, would, also, would also hit. Um, Fell-handed goes into effect. Yes, fell-handed does go into effect. 2d12s for the crit, and because I crit and I'm half-orc, I get an extra uh -huh. weapon damage. Jeez. Uh, oh my god. That's 11, 22, 27, plus... Five, so uh, 32 damage. Well, been nice knowing these guys. <laughs> Oleg dealt 45 damage this round. Woo! <laughs> Oleg, you leap through the air, your axe slams kind of into the base where the tail is, and you just spin around in this wide arc, and your axe digs into the back of the, the humanoid torso part. Yes! And it lets out this scream, and the force of your blow knocks it kind of forward. So it's, all of its like front legs collapse, and it, it kind of topples forward, and it is technically prone well done sir that was awesome time it is your turn okay are uh, absinthe and bitsy within 15 feet of me yeah okay then we're not doing that in that case i guess i'll swing with my sword at the one that is grappled absinthe that misses okay that's uh, a three. I guess I'll go. I'll shocking grasp as my bonus action. Are they wearing any armor? Uh, no. They've got hard carapace, but Dang. not actual armor. That misses two. Cause I rolled a two and then I rolled a three. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna get out of there. Okay. You I'll only get one attack, attack opportunity against you because the prone one cannot use its attacks against you. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you can just run straight away. Yeah. All right. Does a 16 hit you? It does not. Okay. It just its sword glances off your armor as you dart away. It is now their turn. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. Filthy tiefling mouth. 
I don't know where he gets it. Bad influence. Absinthe does a 17 hit you. Yes. Take five more damage. Super. Well, there went my temporary hit point. And a 17, another 17. Need you to make a constitution saving throw. After you take four more damage. Oh, that's not bad. 19. Awesome. And so you feel a pulse of poison in your, in your shoulder where it struck you, but you sh shake it off. <laughs> All right, this one's going to attack Fox. That one's going to hit. That one is not going to hit. It does six damage to Fox with the sword. So what you see is uh, it swings, hits him kind of across the shoulder, like or the arm with the sword. You see it kind of cut his arm, but uh, the stinger comes at him and Fox just darts out of the way. <laughs> so he is going to take his action and try and shake you off. So I need you to make an acrobatics check. No, or stand athletics. Stand up to shake him off? Let's see, that's a 13 plus 4, so a 17. You managed to stay on. Woo! Uh, so that is their turn. It is now Fox's turn. Okay, he rolled a natural 20 Woo! for his hit. Nice. So, this the tail that stabbed into the, the ground, as it's pulling up, he just stomps on it with his foot to pin it to the ground and swings his arm through it, chopping the end of the tail off. Ew! Because <laughs> he did like 18 damage to the tail. Flurry blows! So that was good. All right, let's, let's just put some flair into this. Why not? Because he's probably going to kill the thing because he rolled another natural 20. Nice! Uh, on his second attack, he just got a regular, or he got the critical on that, and then the next one he just got a regular hit. So he did another 14 damage to it. So he just runs up, punches it really hard in the carapace plate, spins around, grabs the stinger on the ground, oh, and yes. as he spins, he just jabs it up into the throat of the Tlincali that's attacking him, and it kind of gasps, and you know, just for kicks and giggles, it makes a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Poisoned it with its own tail. It fails its constitution saving throw, and it dies. You see it, it just kind of gurgle and just drop. Wow. You see in the background, woo! I was gonna say Olek in the background, woo! <laughs> He's riding on the other one. <laughs> All right, dang it. Absolutely your turn. <laughs> well, hmm. <laughs> I'm still grappled? Yep. I think, um, well, I guess the one that's attacking me, I'm gonna do some Tasha's hideous laughter. All right, constitution saving throw? Wisdom. Oh God. It does make it. Does oh, it God. really? 19. Son of a bitch. It rolled an 18 on the die. Well, I guess that's fun. I can't do anything else, really. Okay, it your turn. Are the human parts of them all carapacy too? Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you hollowed it out, it'd basically already be a set of armor? Oh, my God. Yes. Ew. Okay. Gross. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I moved my um, spiritual weapon closer to this one, and for my bonus stack, uh, attack... Uh, Bonus action is to move it and it will attack. So, ooh, uh, I don't think a, a ten will hit. Nope. Okay, um, it whiffs it. <laughs> and then uh, I move closer to Fox and I'll cast Cure Wounds on him. Touch him. Plus seven to his health. Sweet. All right. So, it is Thomas's turn. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas did to stick with me. Okay, and then it's Oleg's turn. I'm, I'm just gonna keep hitting it with advantage. Oh, with advantage. A uh, 27 will hit. Yep. And will a 20 hit. Yep. What was the 27 and 18? Yeah. Oh. 
19 and a 20 to hit, so a 20. Oh, I rolled a 19, so I crit again. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this thing survives this round of combat. <laughs> okay, first one will be 11 damage. Second it's will be eight damage. This one's my crit. Might live. Nine and nine is 18, so a 23. Olek, you just chop at the base of this creature's essentially trunk attached to this body, and you just Just hack above it off. where the human hips would be. You detach the humanoid torso from the scorpion base. And that one's still fighting after watching two of its, like... It's not its turn right now. It's time's turn. Oh, we can't let it run. So, I think I'm going to get, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, about 15 feet away from the one that's still standing. Okay. Uh, one, yeah, right there. Uh, and I'm going to cast uh, Agnazar's Scorcher. Okay. Um, a line of roaring, roaring flame 30 feet long and 5 feet wide emanates from you in a direction you choose. So, add it. Each creature in the line must make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, yep. He rolled a, an unnatural 20. Well, poop. Okay, well, I still get to roll 3d8. 14, so he takes 7 damage. Alright. And I guess I'll action surge. Shoot him in the face. And take out the musket and shoot it. Okay. Uh, does a 17 hit? Yep. Oh, well, that's... Five damage. I'll use my bonus action to reload and shoot again. Jeez. Uh, that's a natural 18, so I'm pretty sure that hits. Duh. And that's 12 damage. Wow. Alrighty. Absinthe, on your turn, or on their turn, their, its turn, the one that's left, um, it is going to take a swing at you, and it just hits the dirt right beside you with advantage. Oh, that dirt's so dead. <laughs> dirt is so dead. However, the stinger does pierce you again. Dang it. Because it rolled a 22. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Poison. You take, you'll take five damage from the sting. 18. And you again shake off the poison. But it turns and runs. How far does it run? <laughs> 40 feet. Uh, well, it's Fox's turn right now. Oh, he a monkey fast. He's not going to go after it. It is your. It is uh, actually Absinthe's turn next, which you would technically get an attack opportunity if you want to take it against it running. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, am I just gonna with me. punch it? <laughs> like, what am I doing? You shoot it. Yeah. Uh, whatever weapon you. If you have a melee weapon, you like. Just, ah. I have a, a, a dagger. Do you have two daggers then? Technically. Okay. <laughs> One's One not that for, you're gonna use. One's not for. Not me. for you. I yeah. miss. Yeah, but then if it's my turn, do shatter since it's far the heck away now. Alright. And that is a constitution. Con yep, that doesn't work. That's a natural two. Okay. I don't think it has a plus 14 to con. Would you throw these down the dice tower for me? I certainly can. Twelve. Twelve? And it's shattered. Oh, it's got a hard outer shell. I don't know if it'll do anything to um, it. You know, I think uh, it, its AC will be a little bit lowered because it has some cracks in its, its carapace. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, it is now Kizzy's turn. I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. Both streams are going at it, though. 12? Nope. Uh, 22? 22 hits. Perfect. 7 damage. 
Okay. It's Bitsy's turn. Can try to get us out of the chains, I guess. Okay. But they came and really do anything to that thing. Sixteen, I guess. Yeah. You you break you you managed to get the chains off. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is now Thomas's turn, which I assume he's staying with you, time. Thomas is gonna go after that one dude because he's got a speed of flying speed of fifty feet, so he can get right up to him. And yeah, he's just gonna be within melee distance. All right, Olick. I will go ahead and uh, throw Hawk and Falcon from atop its its friend. First one, uh, <laughs> fourteen plus seven. Yep. Second one, uh, six plus seven. Yep. Oh. That's what, 13? Yeah, it's 13. Well, with the reduced AC. <laughs> cool. They both instantly recall to me. Yep. And I'm going to throw... I guess I'll throw Hawk again. Because I roll with advantage. A 7 plus 7 is a 14. Yep. So all three, all three will hit. He's going to kill this thing. And that's... Oh. That's 10, 5, and 5. So 20 damage. <laughs> all right. It's still up. <clears throat> it has one hand axe stuck in it. Yes. Yes, it does. It is time's turn. Okay. Well, I'm going to move forward about uh, 20 feet. Yeah. I will shoot with one of the pistols since it's ready to go. 18 hit. Yep. Four, so that's six damage. And then as my bonus action, I'm going to have Thomas uh, cast Shocking Grasp. Come on, and just for flair, he's going to grab onto the handle of the axe. Yeah, I don't think a nine hits. Nope. Dang it. And I'm out of my action surge, so. Uh, it's now let's turn Kali's turn. Oh no! Um, it's going to move 80 feet away, which puts it 100 feet away from time. Okay. Absent there's anything you want to do. Hmm. I guess we'll see who kills it. It's down to time or Kizzy, I think. <laughs> Like, I could dimension door and get run over by it. I have my javelin still. <laughs> what did we just establish the range of a light crossbow was? It's 3120. You could just shoot it. It would be at disadvantage. Mm, give it a shot. I mean, what do you have to lose? A crossbow, a crossbow bolt. bolt. Okay, so it'd be... I think you're going to hit. 11 plus 3 decks should be 14. Mm-hmm. Plus proficiency, yeah, you hit it. Yep, okay, cool. <laughs> With disadvantage. <laughs> With oh, max damage. Max damage to it. How much damage do you do? Well, it's eight on the die. Yep. Plus dex. Yep. Yeah, so that would be 11. As Absence stands up from just... Are you still chained? Yes. So Absence like just laying on the ground like this chain wrap, wrapped around them. Pulls out a crossbow and takes a wild shot towards this Tlincali fleeing across the desert. And the bolt goes straight through the back of its head and it drops. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Super legit! Yes! Nailed it! Nice shot. I'm gonna rush over to Bitsy. Are you poisoned? Yeah. The poison okay. wears off pretty quickly. Oh, I was gonna use Lush Restoration, but alright. Well, I guess we've got... Does anyone need healing? No. Okay. I did not take a point of damage. I, no, I did not take very much. Well, not Bitsy. Mmm... I've still got more than half. Well, I guess we got three really crude giant swords. So and who wants lunch? I don't know you about these ones. Eating the weirdest stuff. These ones got human parts. First, it was the. We weird... don't eat the human parts. So, so what would you guys like to do with these three corpses? 
Do they have any like valuable money on them or anything? No. Nothing that they've gotten from no other lucky travelers. No. Oh dang it! They were what spiked chains? Yep. You have three spike chains, three long swords. So that that one I cleaved off like right at the mm -hmm. the torso, like perfect armor kind of size. Yep. Uh, I mean, <laughs> can I roll survival check to scoop out the guts like a pumpkin? <laughs> No, I'm totally like, doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, you you can. Okay. It's kind of like shelling a a a, a lobster. Like a, yeah, like like a like a, a lobster, like you like pulling a crab leg. You just kind of yank it and hope you get most of it out. I'm gonna be there to catch the meat. Oh, sweet. Eighteen <laughs> plus three is a twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel a little sick. All in one go. <laughs> You're able to re relative ease and efficiency hollow out the innards of this corpse. I'm a ghostly killer. Not before me. Fox oh. is standing by Kizzy, and and I, I, absently, I guess you're probably pretty close to that too. Just with this look on his face of concern. Is your friend alright? This is so normal. That's disconcerting. <laughs> I can't disagree with you, but at the same time, we're more used to it than we probably say. should be. He's going okay. to wear that, isn't he? That's oh yeah, Have you, do you see the thing that he has on now? There was something else that we killed. I didn't he... get to keep any of the hydro bits, so... How much How, how much mm. stuff are you taking from all of the things? I should take as much as I can get. How much does the 21 get me? You, you <laughs> get... the three of these. Oh, the three of them. You're, you're able to get three basic carapaces, plus cool. of just off the, the humanoid torsos, plus carapace bits off of the uh, bodies. You'd have to roll a separate survival check to try to get poison out of the stingers. Ooh. Ooh, we like poison. I'll help with the poison check. Sure. That's only a 14. Yeah, you rolled better than me. All right. You're able to get one good batch of poison out of them. Okay. So right, Tlincali poison. All right. So you spend about an hour or so cleaning corpses. Um, and you, you eventually head back out, you make camp for the night, you all rest, tend your various wounds. Fox continues to give Olek a very concerned look, as if worried about his mental state. He's happy, leave him be. Um, and the next day you break camp in the morning, and you head upriver, and by mid-afternoon you see the city of Jarmal ahead of you. What's this feeling? I don't know this feeling. What a feeling. It's like I'm happy to be back. Yeah. So That's called being happy to be back. It's just a weird thing. I haven't experienced So just as before, you see how the city on the other side of the river from you is kind of built up into the, the mountain, and, or the, like the cliff side that kind of the river runs through. And you've got the little merchant quarter area and the riverfront district on the side that you guys are on, where the Bitsy Spider is in that, in that riverfront district. Mm -hmm. um, Fox leads you through the main gate into the merchant quarter. And then he leads you to a building that's kind of along the river in the Merchant Quarter. Is it familiar to us? No, you've never been here. It's a broad, low compound of buildings built elegantly and crafted of wood and smooth sandstone. The main inner hall of this structure is surrounded by a, a broad wall that encircles it with enough space around it to leave kind of a little courtyard area between the main structure and the outer wall. You actually see windows along that, that outer wall and you eventually see that this entire outer structure is just a series of rooms and smaller buildings, workshops and what along the bottom floor and looks like 
housing up along the top floor. And there's. Did you say it was new construction? Yeah, it looks looks very new. Okay. Um, you see kind of a, like a a balcony, not a balcony, but like a walkway running along the inside of the the, the walls you walk in. And the main hall is beautiful. There's there's pillars lining the outside, holding up a roof that. You, most buildings right here have kind of flat roofs. This one's a little bit more peaked. I mean, you can see some glass windows set into it that would let light inside. But this would would have been being constructed long before you guys left. It just you guys never saw it. You guys never really spent much time in the merchant quarter. That's very true. So yeah, so that, that main hall's there. There's a beautifully like carved and etched door with like brass inlay on it. Ooh. Extremely <laughs> just ostentatious. You you walk up and there's. A couple of attendants, they're wearing darker robes. They have kind of a flower symbol that's in kind of a different shade, but it's hard to tell the panel. If you hit it at the right light, you can definitely see there's like a lotus pattern Ooh. in there, but it's only at the, the proper angle. <laughs> this is so fun. So fine. Just, mm. um, one of them's kind of wearing robes and the other's wearing armor, like a, a light, like a leather armor, but there's some, some bits of, of metal attached to it. Looks very, very finely crafted. And you're led inside, they open the doors and, and you walk in and the room in here is mostly just a long hall, and you can see there's kind of a flight of stairs that go up to an upper level, and you see rooms off there and a few rooms off the lower floor, but this main hall just goes back to the, the far end of the building, and there's a couple of tapestries that hang down from that second floor down, and you see a number of desks as you walk down along the side. Are they open door rooms or closed door rooms? They're all closed right now. Okay. Um, the light in here is dim but comfortable, and there's shafts of light coming through those windows in the, in the ceiling that illuminate here. Oh, skylights. Um, there's a couple fire pits that aren't lit right now, kind of down the center. And like I said, there's some desks along the, the walls, kind of between the columns that line this, this main hall area. And at the far end, you see a larger desk, and there's two figures there. You recognize both. You see a ball kind of sitting at her desk, her feet kind of crossed over. She's holding some papers and reading them. And behind her, you see Oriana standing there in her armor that still looks just as beat to crap as it always has. She stands very serious looking, and she looks up, and she kind of nudges the chair that a ball is in with her foot, and the ball looks up, and it's so good to see all of you. Welcome. This is quite an amazing situation, like, setup that you have here. Thank you. It's a recent acquisition. <laughs> oh, really? How recent? In weeks. What has been happening here? Quite a bit. Oh my gosh. Is Amaya around? Amaya should be back. Shortly. Where is she? On business. Okay, okay. <laughs> Night Lotus business. Okay, okay, I'm not like, Kazam business. <laughs> no, Kazam is still locked away in his tower for oh the time being. Oh my gosh, the roles have reversed. That is quite amusing. <laughs> I'll make sure that you're, you're, you have rooms that you're, you're seen to. Get yourselves cleaned up. There is a, a bathing area if you're <gasps> so inclined. Yes, baths. And uh, I'll, ha I'll have a simple dinner made for us and we'll... We'll talk about things there. I cannot wait for a simple dinner at this place. I was going to say. <laughs> what, um, what time of day was it? I'm sorry. It's kind of, it was mid-afternoon when you saw the city, so it's actually getting on in the day. Like, it's like late afternoon, kind of getting early evening. But, I mean, it's summer, so it's the sun's still out. So, uh, Oriana actually leads you kind of out of the building and up some stairs into that, that outer wall structure and leads you onto some rooms that overlook the river that's outside. Can we see the bad area from where we are? No. So you, you, the part you're looking at is the river, and it looks up into the the richer part of the city from where you're at. Oh, well, that's fancy. And they're they're not extravagantly large rooms, but you're each given your own room. 
privacy. I'm not a fan of that. I mean. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, if you're just, here's like, there's, hey, there's some rooms here. You guys can take them as you want. You are, there are private rooms available to those who, who want them. Because he would probably be one who's like, takes a room, but spends all of their time in someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> all my stuff's in there. It's fine. Yeah, you, you get the impression that these are intended to be living areas. Like, just a little private for people who would stay here and, and live and work here. Um, the compound seems fairly, fairly empty. Like, there's just not enough people to really man the whole thing yet. Oh, yeah, it's a recent acquisition. So, right. so it has that impression. It's Everything seems very pristine. Like, it hasn't really been used yet. It's not broken in yet. All right. Yeah. So, Give us a week. <laughs> so you guys are all given time to get yourselves kind of ready for dinner. Take your armor off if you want to. Like, do I trust a ball enough to take my armor off? I probably do. Plus that we're going box through this. has not attacked us in any or sown any kind of, like, I just love that we're going through all of the, like, walking through the city, and I just have, like, a torso strapped to my back. It's like, yep, here we go. Three torsos. Normal day. Oriana, seeing that, does say there are some places that you could store those if you wish. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I so can leave some stuff. Near the, the, so there's like a workshop area that isn't being used right now that you're, that might be a smithy or something in the future. Cool. You're cool. able to kind of store those and... Three swords, three chains. How much time between, or uh, before dinner? You have an hour or so. How quick can you shower? We can go see Gilla. I'm not taking you with me. I can get you there twice as fast. I already know my way there. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> I can get there twice as fast. Eh, have a night in and get cleaned up first. I don't want you to go for him first. I just set all my stuff down. I'm not leaving yet. Okay. My first thought was to leave him. <laughs> like, thanks for the rooms. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, you guys, what do you guys want to just settle in? Get cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oriana does yeah. lead you to like a little bathing area, and it's. It's set us, there's like a very beautiful spot kind of back to the, in one of the courtyard areas. It's, it's walled off and, and there's two kind of bathing pool areas that are heated. It's still nice just kind of sink into it and you're able to all clean up and... <laughs> Get the sand out of my hair. Yeah. And the, and the sea, the sea's water out of your hair and I mean, you're all, you all clean so up. so crunchy. <laughs> After about an hour, Oriana comes and kind of gets you all again and leads you into a little dining area that's off that main hall and... I'm going to wear my regular clothes. It's not, again, it's not super fancy. It's very, kind of like a utility. It's very fine. Everything is of high quality. A long table, like it was intended for numerous people to eat here. And there's a, a table up near the, the front that's separate where a ball is sitting. And she invites all of you to sit there. And there's probably, you see, five or six other people in here eating as well. <laughs> they, they all have the same similar kind of uniform that you've seen. Uh, Fox is sitting with them. Um, he stands out because he's got the black and gold. Does he have that print on him anywhere? Oh, interesting. All right. So you, Aval has you sit up at the table with her, and you're served just a very fine, like, root vegetable salad to begin with, and then a nice roasted meat course that comes after that, and there's there's chilled wine, there's chilled ale. So how, how did you come across this place? It's a little empty, it seems, but you said it was just a couple weeks ago that you got it. Yes. Tell us the... T Wait, is Maya here? No. Not yet. She's still doing business. Well, Amaya said that she wouldn't tell the story for you, so I'd love to hear it from you. Oh, that girl. <laughs> she does good work. <laughs> Where'd you like me to start? How about right after we left? Or... It's a good place. Well, right after you left, it dawned on me that the reason that Kalis is so powerful here in the city is 
he was the first one here. He found the most of the Akenian artifacts that of any of the princes, and that's his his edge he holds over everyone. He has the most powerful artifacts, the most knowledge of the city, and I thought perhaps he deserves some competition. So by the time his men showed up to try to secure the heart of Akenia, I was already there. They didn't know the password to the door. So me and a few members of uh, our good friend Thog's Smash Club set up there and secure the area in the name of the Night Lotus. And that gave me a fair amount of influence with, with Kalos. I used some of that influence and uh, the fact that Prince Belfast is not particularly fond of the Dalsenin Trade Corporation, who is building a guild hall here that was going to directly compete with him. So between the two of us, we managed to ruin their reputation in the city and drive them out. Oh my god. Which left an empty guild hall, which I secured. <laughs> Just... <laughs> wow. It did cost me allowing Kalis access to the heart of Akenia, though only under my supervision, and only with those agents of his I approve of, such as Rastin. <laughs> and I, of course, leave him very well supervised. Yes, of course, with Amaya. Indeed. Devious, I love it. She has just this grin across her face. It's like, so, it's been a busy three months or so. Anyways, I, uh, my plans are still moving forward. It should be an interesting few months to come. But tell me, how has your adventure been? I've heard bits and pieces, and it sounds like a tale in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, the point, like, all the party just goes really quiet. <laughs> no, just, like, just the dead looks, just... I guess as the bard absinthe would recount. God, what all happened? Start with leaving with the princess. Oh, Thirsty yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thinking that far back is, like, unreal. I know. Like, I don't even remember. Well, we got to Dulcera. Cajas. First, we went to Cajas. But nothing happened in Cajas. Pirates. Yeah. So, pirates, then Dulcera, and then all the, of that. Then a revolution. <laughs> Dulcera was a hot mess. Storms I, and beans and... Beans is a new one. I've heard some of the details from Amea. We're not really sure what we did that night. <laughs> Just the silence. Bitsy's <laughs> For the record, Ivison has been welcomed while she is sitting with the with Fox and the others. So saying you don't remember what happened that night, Ivison goes, I've had those. Yeah. So you just kind of give a, a general recount. General recount. And then I almost died in a warehouse. <laughs> and we're here. We got attacked by weird bug things on the road. That's not uncommon. I remember when we fought Thrycreens. They're really easy to What is to with this desert and insects? They thrive in the heat, I suppose. <laughs> but I'm glad that all of you made it here mostly unharmed. I see that uh, Thorn is not with you. He has other business he's, he's got business. I expected as much. But we'll be in contact with him, I'm sure. I, I know how, how he operates, so... And so, uh, when I talked to Amea last, I... Uh, she said that you might be able to find something that could help us out. And I'm wondering if you've been uh, lucky in that at all. Well, amidst hostile takeovers and having to fend off the advances of Prince Belfast, I uh, have, actually, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! You are, you are amazing. I have some good people working for me. I have found the potential for several sigils that may be of interest to you. Options. Rast unfortunately does not know any. I, I did ask him. Doesn't seem to be up his alley in magic. Doesn't seem to be in Especially his... when you can just go wherever you know. Yes, that is very true. 
territory. Um, but I could get you access to sigils that would take you to Kelenost, Drandir, or Kavestal. Where are the places that you just listed off? Uh, Drandir, I believe, is right there. Kvestal is right there. And Kelenost is in Laekin. So you have two that are in Amakir and two, one that is in Laekin. I mean, so that one's closest. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the hardest one to get, though. Would we be welcome in Laekin? Laekin would be a little more tense. The wild elves are a lot more isolationist. But a city a size big enough to have a sigil to it would at least be somewhat diverse, correct? It, it would. You would be able to manage, I'm sure. I wouldn't send you into a place that you were going to be immediately killed in the streets. But it would be the closest one. It would. Um, where are we trying to take Yuna? Preferred. I wonder if we'd have to take her to Halder first and then to Freeford afterwards. I mean, there could be safe places in Halder, right? Uh-oh. Unless uh-oh. it's Pirate in 2, You're Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't know the situation there. No. Do we have any way to figure out, like, is there a hub of information where from other countries stuff comes in, potentially, that we could go and try and... Like, touch bases? Well, it'd be really, we land in one of these places, and... Well, I mean, like, here in Jarmulk. Like, is there somewhere that, like, there's just an information hub from, like, anywhere? You're not going to find much here that extends much beyond Kel or Amakir. That makes sense. I mean, Jarmulk is mostly overland trade, and there are some things that go overland and then make their way to Amakir to avoid going through the straits, but... If Omea is casting the spell for us. Does that mean she needs to come with us? No, she will not be accompanying you. So we'll be stuck over there. (laughs) Yes. Exit strategy. We don't have a boat. Well, I would assume that we would get passage. We should have bought that folding boat. We really should have bought the folding boat. I'm not caring too much where we go, but I I still think we should wait till we get to the Amistashian Isles before we bring Yuna along, because... How are we going to do that? Who's going to bring her? Uh, we could probably, when we get there, figure out a way to get back and then get her back, but I'd rather figure out a safe way instead of just, hey, we'll see if we make it, and oops, you drowned. Or oops, pirates. Or oops, you were a pirate all along. So we would go to the place that we were going to take her to make sure it's safe, go back to Jarmulk, and then come back to the place that we were going to take her. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the Amistashian Isles, but there's probably a decent chance there's a place with a teleportation circle. We get a sigil there, and then it's a lot easier to get back, more direct. Why don't we talk to Yuna about it? We should talk to her again. Smart. When she, when I originally brought up the idea, she was uh, hesitant because she didn't want to be a burden, which I can yeah. understand. I think she just likes being here. It's very true. She might want to stay here. We'll talk to her mm-hmm. and see what she knows. Drinks with dinner, drinks after dinner. Yes, <clears throat> we can go to the bar. See, where in Amakir are we going? But what is the option? There's two. two. There's Drandir and Kvestal, and then there's Kelenost and, La- and Laikin. I okay. think we should probably stick with what we know, even though it's slightly further. We're more familiar with Amakir, right? Mm-hmm. So probably be pretty easy to get like passage from there how coastal is that city all three cities are coastal cities i wonder where the like pirate activity is because if it's between these one and this one it just makes me wonder like well we'll have to dang that summons wasn't very find out when we get there huh (laughs) yeah i'm sure if something is going on 
coastal cities will have some news. Yeah. Well, this one's definitely out, right? We want to focus on the other two? I guess. They, I think so. Those two seem the closest. Seem slightly closer. Less Do I know anything about the two the cities boat. in Amakir? Uh, roll a... I guess history check is the most... Totally be religion. What are you talking about? Um, Geography. Well, geography is my religion, so... It kind of is. It kind of is, but... <laughs> you said history, right? 16. Not bad. Okay. You you know that Kvestal is a little bit more of uh, pure elven in its nature. It's because it's a little bit deeper into the kingdom. Um, but it's it's a trade, trade city. It kind of specializes in trade between Laekin and Amakir, which means there's some tensions because they still don't really get along. I mean, they have political ties, but they they try to kind of pretend the other, don't, the other doesn't exist to the best of their ability. So Drandir is a little bit more open. It gets a little bit more trade between everybody. Uh, so it gets some from Kel. It gets some from very, very little from Adarin, the continent of Adarin to the south. Um, not much trade comes survives coming across that ocean. I feel like maybe this would be a better one because it gives us the sigil here so when we're done here we can come back and then mm -hmm. practice. Well, but who says we need to come back? If anything, that gives us a new, like, just because it's a new lot on the map we can fast travel to. And I mean, I would assume you were also looking into kind of Laekin with that role as well. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't assume the Kazina knows much about it. She just probably knows general bullet you points. You know, General, that it was originally a military port. That was kind of where the naval campaign against Amakir was staged. Yikes. Um, so that's, it's the way it started. So it is a little bit more of a, it's still got a trade section, but there is definitely a, like, here is the outsider section of the city. And here is the elven section of the city. Mm. Those of you who do not have our permission, do not enter this under pain of death kind of Sounds about right. vibe. Yeah. Mm. I think all we're those, going Amakir. Yeah, all those yeah, willing I was to go to say, Amakir. Amakir seems like a... Is there because... anybody who wants to go to Laekin versus Amakir? I think we know which sigil we want. Alright. Well, we can discuss in the morning that exchange. But uh, you're free to stay here while you're in the city. If uh, you need anything, just let me know. Thank you. Cool. What time does the bar open? Well, bar's open now. Bar opens whenever we say it opens. <laughs> we need to go check in. Yeah, we do. Does Amaya show up at all in between the talkings or anything? Kind of towards the end, she does show up. Because he's going to go hug her. Uh, so you, you see her. She is covered in dust. She still hugs her. She she hugs you back. Uh, there's... <laughs> what are you even up to that you're allowed to share? Nothing. Her, her, little, her little metal gauntleted arm is all scuffed up and Where's got a couple Widget? of dents in it. Widget, Widget's in my room. Oh, were you spending time with her? Yes. Yay! <laughs> Speaking of Widget, Miss Bari, could I get a, f a few more uh, bits of uh, metal from you? I need to reinforce Widget again. I'm worried about you. <laughs> I'm fine. What is she doing? Because <laughs> he's going to look over at a ball and like... Working. <laughs> the secrets in this city. <laughs> you you can tell that a ball and a mayor are both kind of enjoying <laughs> keeping the secret from you. I was going to say, this is just like, God, it's great to be back. <laughs> They, like, it's certainly not malicious. They are being very blatant that they're keeping things from you. It's like, gosh, these are the kind of secrets I like having kept from us. <laughs> she goes, I'm going to go get myself cleaned up. I think that's best. I think we're going to head to the bar. Do you want to join us later? I, th I, th I think I might head that way. Coupons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, just a couple. I think Thog was headed that way. What day is it? 
Sunday. Oh, so are we planning to head to the bar? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Absinthe, can I, uh, I, I need your opinion really quick. Okay. Um, I have two dresses and I don't know which one to wear. <laughs> one's like kind of basic but desert themed and then the other one's like a little bit more fancy but not over the top. The fancy one. All right, all right, all right. She puts it on. Like pushes you out of the room, puts it on, and she's like, get, make sure the dust is off of her. Uh, Kizzy's gonna go to, um, she'll be like, I'll meet you guys at the bar. <laughs> and time's gonna be like, I'll catch up in a little bit. Go to the bar. So, Bitsy, Absinthe, and Olek head to the bar. Ibison goes with you, hearing the word bar. Time, what you gonna, what you gonna do? Uh, as I go, I'm gonna just kinda, I'd like to speak with a ball real quick. Just curious who in the city would be the best person to talk to about anyone else that may have uh, explored the ruins before our venture oh dear um honestly the best keeper of secrets would be wraith he's very good okay. at keeping secrets um well, we already have a deal the ruins up until raston took interest in them were mostly home to bandits and the like and Not whatever creatures took up there nothing nothing really lived there and we didn't see much and we, we we had to blow open a wall to get into the deeper parts of the ruin hmm. but i suppose that someone with the right magic could have accessed it okay good to know other than us i'm not aware of anyone who had ventured that far but perhaps wraith knows something okay well I'll go see if i can talk to him if there's anything else you need let me know thank you all right so uh so, Kizzy, where are you going? Where do you think she's going? She's going to go to, obviously, kill a shop. And um, I assume that he's probably closed by now. Yeah, by now he's, he's closed, but you know that he lives above the, the shop. Are Quick there... throw a rock. No. Um, does it look like he's home? Make a perception check. Oh, my gosh. Oh! <laughs> a natural one. Yes, a natty one. Nope, he's not home. No, no you, you don't see any, any lights in the shop. There's maybe a couple lights on upstairs. She knows how to access his like house, right? Yeah. From outside, she'll probably just go knock on the door. You I mean you could go around the, the sh there's a door to the shop in the back. There's the the door at the front for accessing. The, I mean the shop and his house are kind of linked. So you could do shop or you could do front door. Okay. Um, she'll knock on the door that she thinks that he'd probably hear it from. So the one that's probably in the back. Okay. So actually, as you approach the back, and this is what you would have heard on the perception check, is you as you get closer, you hear hammering. Um, I want to try and time the knocks that I do at the opposite part of the hammer, <laughs> so he hears it. Like, what the hell is that noise? Tink <laughs> donk. He does. Tink does eventually. Donk. You hear, hear it stop, and eventually, uh, door opens, and you see Killa standing there. He's soot-covered face, and he look, looks at you for a moment. And it's like, surprise! Oh my, my word! I was not <laughs> expecting this. <laughs> come in. Come. Yay! Yay! And, and he goes to kind of give you a hug if you're willing. But not like. Is it like an excited to see you kind of hug? But if you, he judges your reaction to whether or not he goes in for it. She'll hug him. Okay. Oh, she he, he opens his arm and like offer you a hug, essentially. Yes, yeah, so she's just <laughs> everywhere. Just like yes. All right, so she, he he hugs you back. Oh, come in. Uh, you'll you'll get to meet my new enchanting assistant. And you walk in. There's a, a dwarf there, in there with him. Glad it's a dwarf. Uh, this is a uh, Jorana. She's helping with the enchantments in the shop. So you see a, a female dwarf in there. She's got red hair with kept in thick braids. She's got robes rolled up like torn off at one point like she got frustrated with him like the ro robes pretty high collared and she's focusing on enchanting a piece of armor nice <laughs> an enchanting oh you're so funny enchantment <laughs> so he, he kind of smirks sorry i can't help myself 
She'll introduce herself. Hi. It's like, like Gerana, like, you meet, meet Kizzy. She's uh, an adventurer that uh, I've gotten to know very well. She looks between the two of you and goes, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I am an adventurer. Oh, I, I certainly believe and that. he does know me pretty well. I know. I, I, I see that between the two of you. <laughs> and wow. she's, like, covered in... She has soot all over her. How long have you been working here? This is awesome. When did you get an, an enchanter? About a month and a half ago or so. Wow. Um... Actually, very much thanks to the lot of you. You and your friends, uh, word got around that uh, that you spread at Kalis's place, and uh, a number of his guards came down and yes. had a few private contracts since then that have paid fairly well. That's awesome. So That's amazing. I've been able to afford to hire a, a Drana here to, to help uh, increase the quality of the goods we produce here. That's spectacular. That is, I'm so happy for that. Olik, um, as as you know, he found something that he wants you to make armor out of. You know, I should have expected as much. What were they called? Uh, Tlincoli. She repeats that word to him. <laughs> Just, oh. what, are, what does he want to make out of a Tlincoli? I don't know, but he's got three of them. Oh. <laughs> I may be closed tomorrow. That works for me. Wink. Goes, oh, let me let me clean up. I'm I'm sorry. And Gerana goes, may I? And kind of holds out a hand towards you. And she casts prestidigitation and cleans off your dress. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Is my face still dirty too? No, she, she cleans okay. it off. <laughs> She's like, yeah, just Queen. the dress. She then goes back to her focusing on her enchanting. Do you, are you busy tonight? Because uh, we were heading down to the bar and I thought it'd be fun to go spend time with you if you're free. Give me a, a minute to clean up. For some reason, Gerana won't cast prestidigitation on me. She goes, no, it's just too funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And so he's like, yeah, I, I, just give me a few minutes. Drana, uh, keep, if you wouldn't mind keeping Kizzy uh, company for a moment. He seems very, a little bit out of sorts. He's like, oh, man, he's very excited to see you. And so he, he goes upstairs. Like it's, he's just completely caught off guard that you showed up. Ugh, I feel bad about that. He could have sent to him. I know, but she doesn't think like that. <laughs> um, so he, he goes upstairs and you hear kind of hurried noises of him oh kind goodness. of cleaning up. And he comes down and he's wearing just a plain shirt. And, you see, he's, he's cleaned off fairly well, I and mean, he still looks like he spent a day at the forge. And he goes, Gerana, oh, would you like to join us? She goes, nah, I've got about another half hour. I need to be working on this, and then I think I'm going to go rest for the evening. Is there somewhere we can be uh, private together just for just a second before we leave? Well, certainly. We can go to the, the storefront if you want. Yeah, um, and she's going to, once they're alone, she's going to pull out the breastplate that she got. I'd be like, look at this. He's looking at it, and he can't make out the runes on it, really. He's, let me be right back. Okay. And he goes on this back and comes into the front again, and he's got a little a case, and he opens it up, and you see uh, what look like tuning forks in it. And he takes one, kind of dings it against it, and it hums, and the armor vibrates back, but not the same tone. He kind of does it again, and the, the humming is a little bit more intense each time. And he brings the last one, it's still not there. And he's like, this is some impressive level magic. I, I picked this up from Gowie. It's supposed to identify the level of enchantment on an item. And this doesn't even resonate with a high enough level of magic that your armor is. And he, he just, then he goes, starts looking very finely at the craftsmanship. He's like, but oh no, we, we can look at this some other time if, if you're willing. I, I would love to spend the evening with you as fascinating as this armor is. That, that's, that's fine. I don't know how long we'll be in town, but I would definitely like to spend some... Like time with you in this in this piece of armor. <laughs> I can share what I know about it. There's a story can... here, I think. So I yes, I think I only have a small piece of it. So you guys gonna start walking towards the Bitsy Spider, or yeah, she'll just shove it in her bag of holding. Okay, it fits. 
Yeah. And <laughs> the kid, the clanging and other weird <laughs> And yeah, into the bitsy spider. Okay. On the way, is there anything you have to talk about? Do you tell him kind of about the armor? Um, no, she will actually tell him about the places that she's been in detail. Like, well, not in detail. Like, oh, well, first we're here, then we're here, now we're back here to go here. Oh. And, um,. Then uh, ask him if he's been to the Bitsy Spider at all between the time that she's gone and now. I've been there a couple times on the days I, I take breaks. What do you, uh, how's it going there? From an, you can be honest with me. I know I'm one of the owners, I think, but... I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the neighborhood. It's, it's improving. With Wraith's presence, he's definitely improving the neighborhood, but the, the bar itself is fine. I... I if I go and drink, I will go there. I'm guessing you don't drink that often, then? I don't take enough time off, if you were to ask my sister. How is she? Fine. Where is she? She's got a small apartment and farther in the, the city. Is she still helping at the shop? Absolutely. She's She went home hours ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe she would bring up the armor. Just how you found it. Probably, maybe when you were talking about Dulcera. Yeah, she like, and I found the piece of armor in Dulcera. Supposedly it was in a quarry or something. Took it off of the... Captain of the guard who was there because she was leading a revolution against the king and the uh, city. I heard some details about that. I, I'll admit, I was a little worried about you. Oh. The last time we spoke, you said you were a little bit uncomfortable with the way things were in Dulcera, and I, uh... All the sendings that she's done, and the only one to him, like, oh my god, I should have been talking to him much more. Because <laughs> I, I completely understand how busy you've been, so... Uh, I'm just I, glad that you're safe. I'm not good at keeping in contact. I, I've only contacted my like, adopted father, once or twice. You don't need to apologize to me. Uh, I I will admit I I purchased a sending scroll to try to speak to you, only to realize that I would have to find a cleric that knew you. So. <laughs> right now, there's only one I can think of, and they're in Belsera. So. so yeah, I have a sending scroll if you'd like it, since it's not really of any use to me. That's so sweet. She was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> he, he's kind of embarrassed by me. He's la mostly laughing at himself, like how silly that was. So that's what I've been up to. I've been working at the shop. Like I said, I've got a number of contracts that are going well. And uh, eventually you guys kind of get down to the bar. And you guys have been there for maybe an hour. What have you guys been up to? Y you guys walk in and it's pretty it's picking up a little bit tonight. Well, of course, I'm going to walk into the bar the way Oleg walks into a bar. By kicking open the, the swinging doors. <laughs> what do I see? It's like there's there's a number of people in here. There's eight or so customers sitting around. There's actually a bard playing in the corner. Let's see, quality wise, doing a damn good job. Woo! <laughs> nice. Not absinthe quality, but they're they're doing a good job, setting the mood pretty well. Mm -hmm. Atmosphere's good. Mm -hmm. You you good. see uh, Selkie and Yuna behind the bar. You see friends just in the corner. Ah, yeah. You see, dazzle you see, and suddenly do remember that you have a waitress named Allison who's helping customers in the bar. <laughs> Rachel, your face is so beautiful right now. I love it. We're going to have to call her something else. And shortly after you kick in the door and you're looking around, a larger form near the bar turns around and goes, now, sir, that is no way a gentleman enters an establishment. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I hear this. You, you, you hear this orcish <laughs> sound, and Thog walks up to you and, and kind of grips your forearm. And goes, Good yes. to see you, old friend. Oh. Come, have a drink on the house. Which is me. 
death blossom liquor. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. Captain's like, we're in for a ride. <clears throat> Alright, causers and saving throws from the both of ya. <laughs> uh, uh, 22. Dang. <laughs> you're fine, you're both fine. So there's like, there's like seven other people in the bar? Yeah. Drinks all around! And, and so he's like, whatever you say, boss. She, Yuna, and Allison start handing out drinks. Yeah! I'm gonna enjoy the music. It's a young, young dwarven boy. Cool. Probably barely an adult. I'm like, is he old enough to be in here? <laughs> the dwarven drinking age is one month. Hold on here. Ivison is with you. Oh. Ivison wants one of those Death Blossom drinks. Oh. <laughs> Heck yes. She downs it. She takes it like a champ. Thog sees wife material. The wife emerges. Yep, so Ivison is up there drinking with you and Thog. You guys enjoy the music. And about 45 minutes, an hour later, Kizzy comes in with a killer. Hey! Hey! Wow. <laughs> the music in here is really good. Oh no. Okay. Well, well it's already time, time. Kizzy! <laughs> Do you uh, go to the bar after your conversation with the ball? Uh, time? Yeah. No, I think you'd go see. Uh... Wraith. You you do know where Wraith place is. You've been there before. So you do approach, and it's kind of that, that low low building with the wooden beams, and it looks kind of out of place in the city. It looks like it would be more like a lodge out in the woods almost, but it's still a nice place for, mm-hmm. for one of the minor princes. And you're, you're stopped at the door, and you're like, well, what's your business here, sir? I've got a few questions for Wraith. Was he expecting you? I doubt it. But you know him. Yes, I do. Um... If you'd like, we can set up an appointment for you. Or we could see, I mean, if we can tell him who's calling, perhaps. Uh, tell him that one of the members of Two for One Drinks would like to speak with him. All right. So the guard goes in, and after a couple minutes, he comes back out. He says he has a few minutes that he could spare you tonight. Okay. And you're, you're led inside, and you're led into kind of a small little office area where you see Wraith, his... Dark feathered Aarakocra form there, his wings folded behind his back. Hello, young time. Hello. Sorry to intrude unexpectedly. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be in town, but uh, I'm looking for someone, and I'm pretty dang sure she was in town, uh, I would say probably more than 10 years ago, but I can't say for sure and she'd be one of the few people that have visited the ruins underneath the city before two for one drinks made our little expedition and really before Raston started having an interest there hmm that is quite a time ago I would have to uh, search through some records um, and I could get back to you I don't know that information off the top of my head tonight Um, Uh, where are you staying? I would expect you to uh, I am staying at a, a ball's place. Very good. I can get that information to her without too much trouble. And the person I'm looking for is a blue tiefling who may or may not have gone by the name of Amandine. Noted. I will uh, see what we can do for you. Thank you very much. And I'll leave 100 gold on the table as I leave. Wow. Or on his desk. He he takes that and kind of bounces. Is it like a little sack of gold or is it loose coins? Uh, loose coins. Okay. He, he looks at it. Very well. I will... Make this a priority. Thank you. And so, yeah, you're you're let back out with the yep, assurance that he will do his bar. best. And then, uh, where are you going to go from there? I'll go. I'll go to the bar. About shortly after Kizzy 
gets their time shows up as well. Woo! We're gonna have just a kind of an evening together then and catch up with um, Selkie. Yep, yeah, Selkies. Yeah. Kind of tells you how the bar's been doing. She goes, "Well, we've got about three hundred gold and sitting in the in the bank, doing pretty well. Had a couple rough weeks there, but Wraith had our couple of rough weeks when Wraith was trying to move in and trying to." clean up some stuff in the district and kind of kept people away for a couple weeks there. And <sighs> well, I guess that makes sense. It's bounced back since then. Trouble here? Other than business? Nothing that Friend and Annette can't handle. Or Thog when he's here. So you have a good chunk of regulars then? Yeah. Especially on Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How have all the employees doing? I'll inquire upon, like, the chef and the brewer and, like... That's your bartender, your backup bartender. Uh, Ulick? That Ulick is your, is your brewer. brewer. And then Allison is her. <laughs> I think that's when Kizzy's like, he's like, wait, Allison. We'll call this one Allie. Hey, Kizzy will eventually be like, hey, Allison. Uh, y- yes, boss. Uh, do you go by any nicknames? Not generally, no. Why? Would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> um, if it was necessary, why? And what nickname are you thinking? Something like Alice or Allie or... Son. I, I could go by Allie if that would help you guys. I guess you can go by whatever you want, but do you care if we call you something other than no, Allison? No, that's, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Thank you. We may have met somebody that Bad tainted the name for us. I'm sorry to hear that. Me too, because it's just a name. But there's so much behind it now. So much bad with that name. So much baggage. I guess she'll check in with Yuna and Selkie probably together. Okay. And talk to them about the new stuff that we've found out. So, so Yuna and you kind of take them aside and Selkie calls Vixaris over and she starts doing the, the, the bartending while Selkie's gone. So you have Yuna and Selkie alone. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I talked to you, Yuna, I brought up the idea of you potentially visiting your hometown. Oh, yes, you did. And I, I know that you were a little hesitant. You don't want to be... A burden on us and time is hesitant to take you uh, in case something bad were to happen on our trip over which I understand I wouldn't want any harm to come to you well I mean I would like to go home and let, let my family know that I'm okay and I, I don't know uh, but if it's if it's gonna cause you guys heartache or trouble I really really don't want you to put yourself through that for me um, I really don't think you would I don't think that you being along won't you would you'd just be protecting you if that comes down to it, but what is Selkie? Roll an insight check. Of course I will. Uh, 27. Dang. Selkie is doing her best job to hide how much she hates that idea. How does Yuna feel truly about this? So You, you can tell Yuna does like the idea of going home. She's a little hesitant. It, she does seem happier than you saw her, than she was the last time you saw her. She's being absolutely honest, 100%. What she's saying is that she feels she does want to go home and see her family. She realizes that that would mean she have to find a way to get back. But she also really doesn't want to inconvenience you guys. She doesn't want to be a burden to you guys. But like I said, Selkie is really not happy. And... Because he's going to address that. I mean... Oh God, don't um, do it in front of Yuna. Take her aside. That's a good idea. Because he will eventually address that. Does you it can... look like she's really trying to hide her emotions? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, it's still up in the air um, about how we would get you to your hometown at this point. So it's, I just, I really wanted to check in to see if maybe you had figured one way or the other more solidly, I guess. Uh, but 
at this at this time it, it seems that some don't want to take risk of having you harmed along the way there. It'd be really up to her whether she's willing to take the risk. I'm, I'm willing to go if 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 you are. I I don't know what kind of dangers are out there on the sea. Pirates <laughs> is the closest thing that I can tell you. Selkie at that point says, "I think I think I heard Vixaris and walks out." Oh. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel so bad. Thing is, Yuna wants to come back. Yeah, but she hasn't said that out loud, which I'm sure Selkie's like she's gonna leave and never come back. I'll never see her again. She's gonna get killed by pirates. <clears throat> Poor um, dysfunctional children. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Selkie's gone. So, if we were to take you to Freeford, would you want to come back to Jarmulk? I, I mean, I, th- I like it here. I, I don't know how things are in Freeford. I mean, I, I, I would think so. I, I don't know. I wouldn't know until I got there. But how long have you been away from home? Uh, three, four years. It's kind of hard to keep track of sometimes. If it comes down to others, well. You ultimately get to make the decision on if you feel like you can make the trip. We would be able to protect you if you need and get you there. I don't know about getting you back because we don't know how we're going to get back if we even plan to come back this way. Um, But if it turns out you can't come with us, is there something you'd like us to take? I I can think of... I'll see what I can think of. I could write a letter maybe or or something like that. I wish I could be more help. I, I just... I can't make these decisions by myself, and part of it's on you, and you wouldn't be a burden, per se, <laughs> but it would be dangerous to take you along if you... Just think about it. Now that we're here, okay. it's more real. It's We're going to be heading probably to Drandir in the next couple days, depending on the purchase of the sigil, I'm guessing. is. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it up to you, and uh, all right. time is the one who is the most worried about you. I mean, I, I'm also, I think we're all worried about your safety, but he's the one who spoke about it We We have a penchant for running into things that we can barely scrape by with. You're not there. Yeah, it's just, just Kizzy and, and Yuna oh, right now. Okay, never mind. But you're right. Then time would have <laughs> gone outside with Selkie and what's-her-face. Kizzy took them aside, and then Selkie came out. Okay. Which, she is a lot colder once she comes back from that conversation with Kizzy. Oh. And eventually, like, within not too long, she kind of, like, dro- drops one of her drinks in front of Olek, Ivison, and Thog, and she just goes upstairs and leaves the bar oh. with Vixaris. So, she's going to kind of end the conversation with Yuna, unless she has anything else to say. No, she'll, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely think of that. I mean... You've been doing great work here. Yeah. It's obvious that you're very well liked, and it would be a shame for you to leave and never come back, because I like the idea of knowing where you are. And, and maybe down the road it'd be easier, I for you guys to, to do that. I, I really don't want to put you all out just for my sake. And if it's going to make you put you in danger to take care of me, then that's not worth it. She's such a good child. She is. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe you're right. Later, later might be a better idea. One I just girl. don't want you to think what we forgot about the promise that we made. Oh no, that I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Still, excuse me. I have a surly tiefling to go talk to. Be, be gentle with her. Of course. I have no reason not to be. So she's not in the bar when you go back out there. Okay, I'll ask where she is. Oh, you want to make a perception check to see if you saw her? I don't even know. Does Kizzy come back? <laughs> Eleven. You actually, you actually saw Selkie go up upstairs, whereas none of your drinking companions did. Upstairs. All right. She'll head up there. Knock on the door that she remembers is um, Selkie's room. You don't get a reply immediately. 
I'm going to walk in if you don't let me in. I would like your permission, please. The door opens, swings open. She's still sitting at her desk. You, you see you're kind of putting her hand down as, as that happens. What is she, um, what is she working on? Just books. They're, they're kind of like the books for the bar open, but she is mostly just staring at them at the moment. Oh, so she'll still lock up and just, like, run her finger down at it, down one of the books. It's like, mm, 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 yeah, I'll drink some. How you doing? Fine. Oh, we both know that you're not. What? It doesn't matter. It's, it's, if Yuna wants to go home, she can go home. <laughs> How do you deal with this? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should know Yuna better. From what I understand, she likes the idea of heading home, but I think it's more she likes the idea of visiting her hometown before coming back. It's, it's fine. She she can do what she wants. What is it you want? Doesn't matter. I'm asking I've got, you. I've got the books to do. Fine, fine. So, if this is how you want to be. Oleg goes up the stairs. So you kind of <laughs> overhear this conversation. Oleg's gonna pull the thing. Like he's gonna like. Put his arm on the door frame and like slide in. <laughs> What's up, Oleg? What's what's going on? Nothing that I think you can help with right now. I don't think I can help with this. Okay. Oh, it's not gonna press. Uh, he's gonna go to Stippen's door. Oh no. Let Stippen be awake. Meh. Door creaks open. It's the guy who blew up stuff last time. I brought you something. What is it? I'll tell you inside. Door creaks open enough to let you in. I go inside. All right. I have Tilkali poison. Hmm. Uh, it's fresh-ish. I can maybe do something with that. I thought you'd like it. Sorry I exploded your other stuff. It happens. Okay. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Working. It's very dark in this room, but you have dark vision, so it's okay. You can see a bunch of experiments have taken over this room. What are you working on? It's a secret. But I want to know. She explains it to you, but in the morning, you're too drunk to remember what she explained. I don't understand. That's beautiful. Well done. I love that. So, as you were pressing Selkie... Excuse me, I have one question. Okay, what are you going to ask? What is Yuna to you? Like a will save. Can I do an insight roll? Yeah, sure. Yes! Natural 20. <laughs> so, she, ironically, she f rolled the natural 1 on her will save to keep her temper. <laughs> oh, temper. So, she gets up and turns around and says, She's my friend and the most important person to me, and you're going to take her away and put her at risk when I've spent so much time trying to help her and make her be her best. How dare you? And she storms out of the room and out of the bar. No, oh, no. my God. Jesse wants to explain to her. She's like, shit, shit, shit. I did it bad. I did it bad. We're not taking her away. Oh, my gosh. You can tell that you're getting a just raw burst of emotion. You're not getting a rational, controlled, selkie emotion. But yeah, because he knows what that feels like, though, so she it, doesn't want her to feel that way. Aris, give me the calm and I need. You, you saw the absolute depth of how much she cares for Yuna in that Yuna has had these night terrors that she has sat through night after night with her. <sighs> and the, the thought of you taking her away when she wouldn't be able to be there to watch over Yuna when she couldn't sleep. Who says we wouldn't take Selkie? But you didn't ask her? So, all, so I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, this is the emotions going yeah, through yeah. her. They're not rational emotions going through her. That just the thought of you taking away the person that she wants to, to protect and take care of just pushes her over the edge in that moment. And she just... I feel explodes. so bad. 
Because he goes downstairs defeated as hell and goes sits next to Killa. I'm just like, at least I have you. Things not, things not going well? Uh, miscommunication. Um, Yuna comes over a little bit later and puts her hand on his shoulder. I'll, I'll talk to her later. I'd like to talk to her later too, but just to say sorry. It's, it'll be okay. I trust you. I'm guessing most of the bar heard that. You heard, you heard Selkie screaming. And you, it was not quite clear enough for everything to be heard by everybody over the music. You guys sitting up at the bar near those stairs and kind of knowing and listening for things. Like you kind of pick, you pick up the general gist. The rest of the bar probably didn't. And yeah, you guys then see Selkie come down and just out the back door. I feel like it's So it. time rolled an 18 on that perception check. Oh yeah, you heard. I'm not going to say casually, but not overly in a hurry. Follow Selkie out. Roll a perception check. Ooh. I already rolled an 18. Not enough. She's gone. She's right. she's Thorn level not there anymore. So she's not 20 on that like one. The back of her hand. Mm-hmm. Can Thomas take a look for her? You can roll a perception check for, with Thomas. He gets a plus three. <sighs> 18. Nope, still not good <laughs> enough. She's, okay. She does not want to be found. Um, so is there anything else you guys like to do tonight? Uh, really. Kind of wanted to go drunkenly talk to Killa about making armor, but I think I'm gonna be too preoccupied, like just amazed by like bubbling stuff and like what <laughs> this. It's like a lava lamp, just like whoa. It's like that's not even an experiment. It's just a lava lamp. <laughs> it's just a lava lamp. What, Luke? You have something to say? Oh, does Kizzy have anything she wants to do tonight? Anyone? I don't know. Let me. Let me see how her mood is right now. Feels like a bad person for making Selkie upset. But does she need cuddles? Definitely needs cuddles. She'll just like be a little quiet tonight, but um... I, and so I think Killa kind of seeing a little bit of what happened and being able to put something, he doesn't know the whole thing going on. Come to town and I just ruin people's days. Such a bad mom. He he would try to be a little supportive. Like it, Things happen. You, you've you been gone long enough. You, you didn't know the relationship dynamic. It's, I, it's not going this way, though. She'll cool down. It's a burst of anger. She just needs to work it out. I still feel bad, but yeah, you're right. You can you can talk to her again yeah. and clear it up. If she wants to talk to me I again. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the girl, Yuna, she seems like she'll, she's not going to let that fester. You're right. She's also a smart one. They're both smart. They're both smart girls. What are you doing tonight? Well, hanging out with you as long as you need. Perfect. I'll go back to um, yeah, Gilpal tonight. <laughs> go to kill us. Yeah, I feel better. Oh, yeah, he's he's willing. He, you can definitely tell that he is letting you call the shots. Go, call, call the shots as far as how how things go. He's okay. not he's not pushing. He's absolutely following eagerly with however you he's go. Need that right now. Okay. Yeah. Go, go back to his place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the rest of you kind of find your way back to the hall of the Night Lotus, and. Kizzy, assume in the morning you'll make your way back there? No, she'll hang out with Kill. Alright. So she hangs out with these assholes all the time! It's true. <laughs> so in the morning, a ball kind of summons, kind of calls all of you into the. I, uh, I thought I would. I got. I will be able to get a hold of that sigil to Drandir. Excellent. I just thought that I would, would speak with, with whoever's available to uh, discuss an exchange. Mm. And so, Time and Olek and Absinthe are around, and, and Bitsy's kind of communing with nature. So, I mean, there's there's actually a nice garden here that you can commune with, and so she's in the middle of that, and a ball kind of takes you uh, to over to the office and goes, well, I uh, I have, um, I need your expertise. Uh, I need uh, you to assist my resident golemancer in dealing with something 
in the heart of a Kenya. Oh. And we're going to end there tonight. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our game tonight and you have a minute or two, it would be great if you could rate and review us over on iTunes or Podbean. For announcements, contact information, or just some general information on the campaign, head over to throughthebalcony.podbean.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.